been trying to call I've been on my own for long enough Maybe you can show me how to love Maybe I'm going through a drought You don't even have to do too much You can turn me on with just a touch Baby I look around and since it's cold and empty No one's Welcome to Wednesday Comics. To my right, AP18 himself. Alex, how you doing? Hello, everybody. I'm doing well. And to my left, GW himself, Garrett, how you doing? Doing good. Wednesday Comics Podcast. My name is Marvin. Here once again to tell you about the comics coming out this week and talk about our book club book of the week. Uh, and then if you heard last week's show, uh, this week we'll be changing up a little bit and talking about uh, Batman Earth One, Volume One, uh, in honor of the Batman coming out and... Just doing a little like a uh, retrospective uh, and going back and reading those. Uh, once, if you're not familiar with that, that's like a self-contained alternate universe where they kind of redo the history of whatever character they're doing. This one, obviously, the Batman because it's called Batman Earth One, and uh, we'll talk about it. Talk about uh, what we think of it, and uh, maybe a little bit how it pertains to the Batman. Uh, but before we get there. All right, I always like to start the show with a little bit of something, right? A little bit of jazz, right? Before we get into uh, the uh, forecast, Alex, and I got a lot of questions this week about weather, all right? Sounds good, I'm ready for but it. Before we get there, I have a little treat for us today, uh, and uh, it has to do a little bit with our book club, but let's hit the music first. Rankings. Uh, so this is, I, so I was thinking after reading this week's book club book, um, and we'll talk about that later. Uh, Garrett, what book was it? Uh, Craven's Last Hunt. Craven, The Last Hunt. And I was thinking when we were reading this, I was like, um, uh, a certain character, and we'll talk about it later when we get into the actual book, beats up Spider-Man in this issue. And I thought to myself, who is the best Spider-Man villain? And I was looking at some lists and I thought, you know what? Let's, I'm going to Google top super uh, Spider-Man villains. And GameRant.com was the first one that I found. It's the top 22 Spider-Man villains. Obviously, I don't have, we don't have time to go through all 22. So I thought we would just talk about the top 10. Uh, and if maybe you guys are like, hey, where's this person at? They're not in the top 10. I'll let you know if they appear on 10 through 22. But um I thought we would go through this really quick and just uh, kind of give our thoughts on uh, on this week. And I will let you know, I looked at a couple lists. This list here is pretty much the same as everybody's list. There's a little bit of differences between like one to three. Um, but basically, these ten are always like in the top ten. And so uh, let's talk about it. Number ten. What would you guess for number ten, Alex? Mm, Mysterio. Garrett, what do you think? Vulture. Vulture, he says. Vulture, he says. Um, Was I right? Is that why you're hesitating? No, 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 no. no. (laughs) I'm hesitating because this. Oh, (laughs) fuck. What's he doing tonight? Is he available? 
I think so. Here he hashtag is. Hashtag Guestos One, how may I help you? Hello, <laughs> hashtag Guestos One, our Spider-Man expert. We're actually doing a segment of the show right now where I'm reading the uh, top Spider-Man villains according to GameRant.com, top 10, because I was curious after reading this week's issue for the book club of Craven's Last Hunt. Uh, these guys have guessed. I said, what, what do you think is number 10? Alex said Mysterio, and Garrett said Vol- uh, Vulture. And uh, I was wondering if you had a, a pick for number 10. Number 10. Wow, that's tough. Um, those seem both like good options, 10. I think maybe Shocker. Shocker, he says. According well, to. Well, no, not Shocker. He's usually a lame-o. <laughs> You're a lame-o. You're a lame-o. Yeah, he shocks things. Because you'd go, because I mean, obviously, I don't know if you guys are, are you doing a countdown kind of thing? It's a list from uh, GameRant.com. Because obviously you got Green Goblin, number one, Dr. Octopus, and number two. Um, gosh, and you got Craven. Number 10, I feel like there's such an odd number. I mean, I could see Mysterio or Vulture because they show up a lot. So I would be confident with, I would say Mysterio would be number 10 because I feel like Vulture would be a little higher up because I feel like he's done more than Mysterio has to. Uh, Mysterio, Vulture, not number 10. Number 10 is actually the focus of the book that we're reading, Craven the Hunter is number 10. What? Wow. I don't know. Okay. I would say I would say maybe top five. Eh, I wouldn't say ten. Can can you can you say the ten for me real quick that they have listed? Yeah, we're going through that right now, Corey. Okay, <laughs> all right, I'm here along for the ride. I would love to uh, uh, before we actually get to the other nine, and this might be contributing to the reason why uh, you didn't hear me when I said that earlier. Uh, happy birthday, you two! Tomorrow, when it comes out, the sixteenth. Uh, yeah, a nice, no, I thank you. A nice Chris. 29 tw- years in the making. You 29. Know? Mm-hmm. Uh, Garrett will turn 29 first, obviously. But, uh, Six yeah, I think ahead. he's at 107 and I'm 113 a.m. So. There we go. 107. Mm-hmm. Uh, between 107 and 113, the world's going to be holding their breath. So. Uh, yeah, um, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Wow. Uh, here we go. Number nine. Number nine. I'm just going to tell you because I, there's no way you would guess this guy would be in the top 10. Remember how I said earlier, too, like they're all – I looked at a couple of websites, Corey, and they all kind of were the same top 10, so I just went with this one. But this guy was not yep. in the other ones. This guy is unique to this list, and that is okay. Morbius at number nine. Bullshit. No. But ahead of Craven? Yeah, of Craven. right. Morbius is last place. As a villain, <laughs> whatever the Alicia, list is, I mean, Alicia, the looter. You have the looter <laughs> and Molten Man, and then you have Morbius at like five hundred and three for villains. Norman no. is cooler than Morbius. Agreed. I'm telling Agreed. you, I mean, well, yeah, Vermin is cooler than that Todd McFarlane run. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, number eight. Scary. Number eight. Sandman. Number eight. Okay. I can see I can, eight I, Sandman. Cool Sandman. Sandman I think an eight is good for Sandman. Yeah. Uh, number yeah, number seven has been talked about already on the show. Vulture number seven. Okay, okay. yeah, see, that's fair. That's fair. I would, I would let allow. He's that. A, he's one of the original Sinister Six. He's the founding member. Yeah, like he's got to right. be at least you know top seven. You would like to see he's him in the top six. Top six, which no. surprises me. Well, there's God. one person in the top six that's not part of that group. That <laughs> you'll see why. He's like a fan favorite. I'm still upset about Morbius being in the top. I'm t- ten. I don't know. Wow. That's that's only that's the one hey. outlier. 
But just think, but just see that Marvin chose this list probably to get a a rise out of us. (laughs) And this list also, oh, this list was just updated two months ago. So maybe it's a little play on the movie. They they know it's coming out. So Uh, (sighs) number six, also mentioned earlier, Mysterio, number six. That's a good spot for Mysterio. I I would say so. I mean, I would probably switch out Mysterio. I would think Craven is like above Mysterio and above obviously Morbius. Me, not Sandman though. So I don't know. Torn. Number five, Venom. Number five. I can see that. That's fine. I'm surprised he's not lower on the list, like three or two. Well, here's number four. I forgot about this guy in the list. Carnage, number four. No, okay, Venom yeah. is way more... Yeah. No, <laughs> no. Because Venom becomes anti-hero, so Carnage fits. The Carnage, the Carnage is so 2D. All he is is a killer. It does say here, to Corey's point, it does say here that he has a lack of cognitive ability and the symbiote's unfathomable power makes him a huge threat to Spider-Man in general. Uh, hey, real quick, did you and Alex, did Alex or Marvin, did you guys go see Venom, Let There Be Carnage? No, but oh, I, I know shit. it's out no. now, right? So Wolf it, is all I got to say is Wolf. And you like the first Venom, just to put that out there. I thought it was okay. Like, I thought it was very average, but not great. I, like, well, I think Tom Hardy movie. is fantastic in that first Venom movie, and every scene that he's in and he's dealing just with Venom is great. Anything else, yeah. literally, it's a different fucking right. movie, and it's horrible. I would agree. Uh, number three, Kingpin, number three. Ooh, Ooh that is a good pick. I mean, he... Yeah, they, he's pretty good villain. Yeah, I would say he's a... Recommending you guys all Back in Black. List. You want a good Kingpin Spider-Man story, read Back in Black. Amazing. Uh, I thought Family like, Business was good. One of the, the two big family hitters then. Yeah. Family Business is when he finds out he has a sister, correct? Spoilers? Right. right. All right. Yep. She's uh, a super spy! <laughs> he now, now, here's the... <laughs> Top two that might get Corey to have a heart attack at the young age if of 28. Green Goblin, I am going to rage right now. He's number one, and I will not hear anything else. Who the frick is number two? Number two. It's making the sound. <sighs> number two is Green Goblin. Wow. Bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. bullshit. Sorry, am I allowed to swear on this podcast? <laughs> yes. yes. I like how you <laughs> ask after you said bullshit three times. Well, we could bleep it out. He could be like, bull spider, bull spider, bull spider. <laughs> and then I guess they have Dr. Octopus at number one, but that is false. Doc Ock is, is number, number one. two. He is number one. Nope, it's, it's Green Goblin. His arch villain is the Green Goblin, hands you know, down. You know, just for, just for fun, let's see... I want to tell you 11 through 22 very quickly. I'm not going to stop. I'm just going to go through them. But just so you can see who is above, who is below Morbius on this list. Okay. Scorpion. Uh, Morbius still in the top Bullshit. 10. That is a Chameleon. Lizard. Oh, come on. Rhino. Lizard. Electro. Yeah. Shocker. The Hobgoblin. Tombstone. Dude, Hobgoblin needs to be a little higher. Uh, J. Jonah Jameson's on this list as a villain. <laughs> Black Cat. The Jackal. Black Cat. She is, no. I would not consider Black Cat a villain. And the Jackal and Mr. Negative, number 22. I tell you what, I would have put half those people on the first list, the first top 10. I yeah. think Electro, so, yeah. especially Electro, Rhino, Lizard, 
Chameleon and Scorpion should be above Morbius. Uh, Morbi- Morbius. Uh, no, anyone okay, that's like a main villain in the anime. Can I react series? Morbius? Can I react Bor- Morbius from the anime series? You can go ahead. I think you're. I, think it looks I just did that already. <laughs> I was gonna say I think Garrett did that earlier. Where's, where's Hydro Man? Hydro Man? Where's Molten Man? Not on the list whatsoever. Black Cat's gonna There's be on there. Shitload of other characters that are way cooler. J. Jonah Jameson's on that list. Okay, Hydro Man's not that cool. I don't like Hydro Man. He is. What a fucking awesome power! He's great in the show, to, though. He's to turn great. into Here water, dude. But I drowned. Hobgoblin shade. I think Hobgoblin should be top ten. I, I actually great. agree with you. Hobgoblin should be top ten. Yeah, you know, he's he, done a lot of shit to Spider-Man that uh, is unforgivable. Like Sandman, I think you could have above ten. Like I think you could kick out Sandman because he kind of becomes like you know he becomes kind of like. B tier villain, I would say, after a while. You know what is a, the biggest travesty? Not even in the top twenty-two on this list. Uh, Vermin, not on there. <laughs> I think they're not a mention. And Corey, that, I, I, I was, it's like, Vernum is the reason I, I started looking up this list because I was like, where do people think about oh, this really? guy? And where's uh, Hammerhead? Well, see now, now the the ultimate shade though is like Harry Osborn Green Goblin. And Norman Osborn mm. are too different, and I think they should both be on the top ten. So I think Harry Osborn not being on there—I don't know if they're just including like Harry Osborn in Green Goblin for number two. I will say hey, you want to you want to get more man. I don't forget what, what site this was, so it's uh, you can't go look it up. But I I'll, I will let okay. you know, hundred percent true. Not even making any, any of this up. But when I was looking up these lists, I did find one where somebody was like, "Here's the top ten Spider-Man movie villains." So they appeared in one of the movies. And yep. Jamie Foxx's Electro was number three in that list. Fuck that! No, <laughs> no way. No, no, it was. No. <laughs> and the top two was the top two was Doc Ock and, and Green Goblin was number one. If it was, if it was Electro, it was a Green Goblin, Goblin from Amazing Spider-Man Two because he's the best. But if you were choosing Electro from the Amazing Spider-Man Two, where his soundtrack is playing in his mind, I am Electro. I'm gonna zap people. I'm tired of him. And this, and this list is even. This list was oh, even made God. after the uh, Marvel Sony uh, Tom Holland movies because Vulture was on the list and he was like number nine. <laughs> wow, wow, dude! But it's still, this like, list just I'm makes me like hope Morbius. that Hobgoblin will be in those movies next because he does. He has such right. a good story, right, dude? How is Morbius in the top ten? That's just baffling to me. He's so boring. What are you talking about? Uh, why, why is he in his own movie? He's obviously a Marvel legend, and <laughs> he needs to be respected. Oh my god. April 1st, <laughs> the whole world is going to be... To get in on the biggest joke of all time. <laughs> there we go. That's like, somebody, somebody would interrupt me. <laughs> I can't sort of make... yeah, I'm sorry. I had to interrupt you for that. Cause I no, like, I was hoping. I didn't want to finish know. that sentence. When I was like, have, come on, somebody jump in. you have a year... Because that trailer looks pretty good, but guess what? They've had a year to polish that turd, so uh, I'm sure the tra- <laughs> if the trailer wasn't good, I'd be concerned. All I know is, and I have, this is a total rumor, and if, especially for legal reasons, but I can yep. almost guarantee that Jarrett Leto drank human blood leading up to doing that role just to feel like a vampire. That's and, so uh, fucking stupid. I I would believe it, but because of the shit I heard no. he did when he was playing the Joker, to because he wanted to be in character, and he's a method actor, and uh, I guarantee you, the dude drink blood. Do you know he's almost fifty yeah. years old? 
Like, he doesn't look like he's a vampire. Uh, I know. Freaking insane. Uh, I'm not going to see that movie in theaters. Count me out. <laughs> I haven't, if I haven't seen Venom 1, oh I haven't seen Venom God. 2. I have no one just to see this. And honestly, I would probably see Craven, but I know it's going to be a turd, so it doesn't matter. Nice. I have Venom on my TiVo, uh, and I just can't find myself to press play. Oh, the original? You know, the Let There Be Carnage yeah, guys, don't do it. I promise. Don't hit the play button. Just don't do it. The first one's not. The first one, uh, Garrett, I would say you would watch. It's not bad. Yeah, you well, think I should watch? A not spoiler. They give, like, they want you to be empathetic to Cletus Cassidy. He is a maniacal serial killer. Why are we being empathetic towards Cletus Cassidy? No, sir. Wrong, sir. Bad. Uh, I do see but here. Morbius at number freaking nine. I'm gonna have a nightmare about Morbius <laughs> being number nine on a top ten list of Spider-Man villains. I do see th- uh, the first thing that popped up in Google when I typed in Jared Little drink blood was that he posted a picture to in- Instagram where he wrote human blood because it showed that he looks the same in 2004 and 2014. So I might I might tell you all everything well, you need to know about Jared Little. Wow. Well, actually, uh, happy birthday. Uh, uh, Corey and uh, Garrett, I'll tell you more happy birthday after your brother's off the phone. But uh, you want to say anything before we let you go here? Um, you know, just the usual, everybody. This is hashtag guest host one signing off. Stay classy, San Francisco. Well, I want to thank you for your time tonight. And I also want to thank you for putting some light on why somebody would put Morbius as number nine. You, I do agree. <laughs> some, you made a good case. Yeah, will you, blast, will you blast this guy? Like, can you negative comment wherever? If he has a comment section, it's because he's afraid because he knows it, that. It's a, what, what, say, what website did I say it was? I just closed it. Game Rant, I think he said. Um, Game Rant, stick to what you know best. I don't know if you know video games best, but it's clearly not the comics. And you can take that to the bank. Please tag them in this podcast. <laughs> let them know they made a fucking mistake. You're, you're right. It was GameRant.com. There we go. Come right. at me, Game Rant. I'm ready for you. Let's go. Bye. There we go. Uh, I thought we'd get the expert on the line because he's the only one who really uh, knows what's going on. So um there we go that's the uh the uh oh shit did i close it i don't know here it is rankings uh next we got a little um uh thing called the forecast we're gonna go over the weeks that are coming out for this excuse me the oh, the <laughs> the um I lost my turn of thought. The books coming out this week comic books coming out this week and then also get a little bit about the weather but uh here we go the forecast Forecast. Uh, here we go. Uh, Stillwater Escape by Chip Zarsky, Ethan Young, Jason Liu, Andrew Wheeler, with art by Ethan Young, Jason Liu, Sue Lee, and Ramon Perez, as always. The answers you demanded. They say that no one ever dies in Stillwater and no one gets to leave, but even for those who have freed themselves of the town, is there truly any escape in Stillwater? In this groundbreaking extra-length special, Chip and Zarsky and uh, Ramon Perez, even though it says Ram Perez on this, who the fuck wrote this, has assembled a dream team of acclaimed creators to answer all your biggest questions before the final chapter of Stillwater begins. Oh, it's an end. Final chapter? Fuck. There we go. Uh, there you go. They're gonna answer some questions about it, and uh, they're gonna, it's like a little anthology. So, uh, uh, strap in, boys. Here we go. Uh, 
it's it's. I was st- excited to see this. It's it's cool that they're doing a special. And the Stillwater, still fucking fantastic. You know what? I actually though, I would feel sad about the final chapter, but I'd rather it end when it's good than drag on and become something called The Walking Dead. Okay. True. Next, next, next. Uh, Batman, Superman. Uh, World's Finest, number one by Dan Mora, Mark Wade. The Dark Knight, The Man of Steel. They are the two finest superheroes that the world has ever known. They're together again in an epic new series from the legendary talents of Mark Wade and Dan Mora. In the not-too-distant past, Superman's powers are supercharged from a devastating chemical attack by the villain Metallo, the only ally that the ultra-powerful man of tomorrow can turn to in this turbulent hour is Gotham's own dark vengeance, the Batman. A nearly fatal burst of power drives Bruce Wayne to his own extreme measures to help his friend, enlisting none other than the Doom Patrol for aid. It's the world's greatest superheroes from the world's greatest comic book talent and an epic comic book experience that kicks off the next big events in the DCU. Get ready. It's time to soar. Garrett? So fucking excited. Um, I don't know if you got, I don't know if it was an annual or if it was a special or something where we did a preview of this book. And I'm so excited. We all love Dan Moore's art. We love Mark Wade's writing. And now we get to see a powerhouse come in and do basically your peak Batman and Superman working together. Um, it like the covers look fantastic. I'm so excited for the story. Um, you know, this is really one of the greatest partnerships in DC comics or comics in general. And I can't wait to see this series unfold. So pumped. There we go. I, I heard one thing that makes me nervous and it was the, the next big event. So I'm just hoping you actually get a good book out of this and not just, Hey, here's a prereq for the next bullshit we put out. Eh. If it's only six issues, it'll be six issues. It'll be six months of glory. So that's true. That's true. Silver coin number ten, Michael Walsh. Michael Walsh, next in the silver coin, a hit horror anthology. Uh, uh, comes a story, a sequel three hundred. Jesus Christ, comes a sequel three hundred years in the making. Audrey is a high schooler with the unusual ability who's drawn to the occult. When she encounters the coin, she conducts a ritual. Meant to break its curse, but instead summons something darker still. The coin's mystery deepens in part two of Covenant. What do you think, Garrett? I mean, Alex? You know, so I read, I read, uh, it must have been eight and nine back to back. The book has gotten better from the first six issues that had come out. You had one dude who put all of his money into gambling with the coin. Uh, of course, got up to him and killed him. Then to get to this, I'm just, this book is phenomenal. Like, so much fun. Uh, I liked Ice Cream Man, but this one almost seems a little bit more refreshing. Maybe that I felt like I, I burnt out of Ice Cream Man. I've got, like, six issues I haven't read. Who cares? This book I stayed <sighs> caught up on. Phenomenal. The I think the fact that you always have the same artist, which I realize Ice Cream Man does as well. But it's always that rotating talent who's writing this book. Kind of gives it that refreshing facelift every issue. Um, and they never tie together outside of the coin, which is exciting. Uh, Alex, yo, I say this in the most positive way I can. If you look at that cover, I bet you could cosplay as that guy. Wow. Uh, let me look at him <laughs> to see whether or not you're offended. Or not. <laughs> I told you. Well, uh, if he looks half dead, then I'm offended. I say it in the most positive way possible. I feel like <laughs> your smile's that big, and you could pull off the look. 
Um, while you're looking at that, uh, Alex, let's move wow. on. Wow. <laughs> oh, fuck you. <laughs> uh, I said positive, brother. Where's the other half of my face? Hey, I said cosplay. I didn't say you look like him. Oh, I see. I could be that dude, but I'm not. I'm saying okay, you could good. pull off the vibe. I feel like you could p- play that creepy. Especially because <laughs> your your smile, you can do a creepy smile like that, I feel like. Uh, Batman the Night number three. Chips uh, <laughs> 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 at Arsky. Uh, Carmine D. Giamico. Oh, Jesus Christ, I'm seeing stars. What happened there? Um, <laughs> I almost fucking passed up. <laughs> with training in Paris with infamous cat burger. Who the fuck's that? Uh, Bruce gets caught in a web between uh, Henry Ducard and a serial killer known as the Fondling. Fondling? <laughs> Will this first test for the young Batman prove deadly? Garrett? Uh <laughs> Also, one of uh, another great series going on right now. Um, you know, this is going to be the debut of Henry Descartes, uh, one of the better known people that has trained uh, Bruce Wayne um, in Chip's new limited series about his time before becoming Batman. And yeah, I'm pumped. Uh, you know, this is where he learns a lot of his like deception and uh, ability to not necessarily fight, but like fight. Uh, dirty i would say so um yeah i'm excited the this i can't believe we're on issue three already it feels like this book just came push out, himself so. to the next fucking level yeah, that's right he needs a mentor alfred can't do it alfred will just like break a knee or something mm. yeah that version we'll talk about a different version later <laughs> uh alex what about this fucking weather bro what's going on dude it's the perfect weather out there you know what I went into work this morning. It was 25 degrees. I wore my vest, my uh, Marty McFly vest, went to work, put in a long day, left work. Sun's out, guns out, baby. It was beautiful. <laughs> Alex, Locked just let you know, you didn't have to let us know which vest. We knew. Oh, we I know you guys knew, but the guests, <laughs> the listeners did not know. Do you have multiple vests or is it that vest? I have other vests. I don't think I've ever is seen it. Is the same color? I wish it was. How sweet would that be? Guys, <laughs> Marty McFly closet. When right you make here. the Alex Pastrello uh, action figure, it's going to come with that vest and with the Badger sweater. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> oh, guys, I, I know you're joking, but that'd be a legit toy. And it's going <laughs> anyway. it's, it's to come with a two by four. <laughs> two by four. <laughs> uh, it would have your uh, dog on a leash on there, too, because that's the people well, see. That, well, that's a special one you get. That comes out separately. You can't. You can't give them the dog and Alex in the same fucking package, bro. They got to go get both. And then you guess what? There's also another pack that comes with accessories, like a leash. Uh, Alex, it comes with uh, old games that he gets to play, and who knows what. I else. want one to have my car. Oh yeah, he, obviously you get the Alex car in there, you know. And then I want there to be one other thing where I get you guys are the most exclusive toys you can get. Whoa. You get two humps in the trunk. That's my car. <laughs> and then you get the Marvin and me at the movie theater together. Yes, yeah, so there's a diorama. can interlock. There, you can get my figure with a diorama of the theater playing Beauty and the Beast that you put me and Alex in. And then for Garrett, he comes with special action grip so they can actually do that handshake that you do from Predator. <laughs> um, 
so I'm looking at this weather. It actually looks fantastic. And uh, I will say, Alex, when I said, what the fuck's up with this weather? Uh, yesterday was a little chilly. Uh, obviously, today, hot tamale. I don't know why I'm fucking confused. Um, but I just realized I never went outside today. So Whoa. I was kind of surprised by it. It was like I saw, you know, 20 degrees, but the high was 60. And I was like, I'm throwing on jeans. Like, I can't help it. Well, it looks like here uh, next week is the official start of uh, spring. And it looks like it'll be 73 in that day. So it's going to look pretty nice. I'm super stoked. Like, this is how spring should be. It's unfortunate that we all have to work. But life is as is. Go for that long walk. I should be fair. I expected you, Marvin, to have driven by me today when I was walking the dog. Most like most Tuesdays or whenever we record the show and I'm taking the dog out, you in a, somehow know to drive by me and yell at me out the window. Yeah, I, went, I actually drove by there yesterday and I was looking. I was like, where is he at? Where is he at? But you weren't on there, so. Because you were at the aforementioned work with the vest on. So, well, that was today. Who knows? That's today. <laughs> all right, there you go. The forecast for this week brought to you by RainbowComicsAndCards.com, your definitive source for all things comic books. Make sure to go to RainbowComicsAndCards.com for more information on their locations in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, Lincoln, Nebraska, or online anytime. RainbowComicsAndCards.com. Also, before we get any further in the show, I just want to mention Supercon.com. Uh, supercon.com. Uh, Supercon this year, Retromania will be uh, happening. Garrett, what's the dates? Uh, September 29th through October 2nd, I believe. Uh, we will be there once again, as always, Wednesday Comics. But once again, we can announce now, because I saw they announced it, that uh, Wednesday Comics will bring you Phil Hester to the uh, Supercon, so you can come. Yeah. If you're a fan of the Phil Hester, he will be there uh, signing and uh, doing... <clears throat> well, actually, I don't want to speak to the man, whatever he's going to be doing while he's there. Uh, he's a busy man these days. Um, but uh, uh, Phil Hester, if, if you're not fully aware of your of who Phil is, he's worked on Swamp Thing, Green Arrow, Superman. Uh, he's worked on Family Tree, which we've talked about uh, at length on this show with uh, Mr. Uh, Jeff Lemire. Uh, we don't know which one. one he's doing Justice League right now, too. He, he's doing Justice League right now. So there we go with Mr. Uh, Brian Michael Bendis. Correct. What? <laughs> is Bendis oh, still in the book? Yes. Yeah, sorry. I thought you said like that you were talking about Brian Michael Bendis. No, you're right. Yes. Right. With. With Brian Michael Bendis. Sorry, I had a brain fart. I was like, no, Marvin. Phil Hester. <laughs> no, I was like, with Brian Michael Bendis. And I thought you were like, yep. But he didn't say anything. I was like, wait a second. Am I wrong? Uh, oh, you're correct. There we go. There's one thing we got to talk about here before we get to the book club and uh, our our talk about <clears throat> Batman Earth One. Uh, a little uh, movie, new- a little movie TV news. Oh yeah. Let's go to the movies. Uh, there was a couple of trailers that hit this week. One of them I thought about playing, but I was like, you know what? Let's not do that to Alex. But uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi uh, series trailer came out. Garrett, I know, obviously, we're a fan of the Kenobi. Uh, mm-hmm. And I just need I just need a, a one-word response from you. Uh, how great was that trailer? Uh, 
Can I say two? Two? Hello there. Oh, okay. You can say two words. I thought you made. Can, I thought you made. Can I say the word two? And I was like, what "The fuck does that mean?" No, uh, it was amazing though. Like, you know, obviously disappointed uh, that they. We knew where the fuck's Darth Vader. That's all. Like, you know, like, he's gonna know, be in we, it. We know he's in it. We read the news. He's gonna be in. We there, know he's so gonna. Why be not in give it. us like even a big? Bro, it's the first fucking you know, trailer. Like, it's it's two months away. You got to tease, right? You know, you don't, you don't fucking. But we know he's gonna be in there, so give me a good tease if you're gonna. They gave tease. you enough teases. Hello there, Jewel of Fates. Come on, bro. Enough. All right, but the trailer I actually do want to play <laughs> is for a Marvel Studios Miss Marvel. Okay, so first off, I just want to say, I get it. You get what? High school. Kamala. Kamala. Another adventure shirt. Cute. She thinks I'm some kind of weirdo. You were a weirdo. Boys. Excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> you're kind of on my shirt. Sorry. But you're staring out the window in your little fantasy land. Kamala. Hey. Already? Really? Come on. Like. Do I have to figure out my whole future before lunch or is like... I spend too much time in fantasy land. That is not you. It's not really the brown girls from Jersey City who save the world. That's a fantasy too. Did something happen to you? No, why? Did you hear something? Kamala. What does it feel like? Cosmic. thought I wanted this kind of life, but I never imagined any of this. Do you know what you are? I'm a superhero. There we go. Miss Marvel, uh, uh, premiering in June, June 8th, I believe, is what it said. Let me double check here. Yep, June 8th on Disney+. Plus. Uh, I will say from watching the trailer, as somebody who read that series for a while, um, I feel like they got the tone down of what that book was. I like I like uh, uh, Kamala uh, in that trailer. Um, obviously, we're going to see more of her on the show. After, but in that trailer itself, I think she's fantastic. But I did notice one big thing was changed. And it's how she not only gets her powers, but what power she has. Uh, they've changed it. Um, in the comic, obviously, uh, they don't have the Inhumans. I mean, technically, they're around. Um, but they don't have the Inhumans being a big deal in the Marvel Cinematic Universe right now. But in the comic, when uh, during uh, Infinity with Thanos, he they release uh, Terrigen into the Earth. And one of the Terrigen mists... Uh, Kamala gets caught up into and it, what that mist does is anybody who has an inhuman gene that is uh, 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 what's the word I'm looking for? Dormant. Dormant. It'll wake that up. and So that's how she it wakes it up and she gets powers. And that's how they get all these new inhumans in the comics at that time. Uh, because they had killed a bunch 
uh, leading up to that. So they, they were like, how do we get more back? And I was like, oh, right, here we go. The whole earth is going to be filled with this the mist, and then we'll get more inhumans. Um, and then her powers in the comics are that she is kind of like Mr. Fantastic in a way. Um, and also like, but can like grow big and grow small and uh, can do a lot of that too. Um, in the show, it looks like that she has some sort of bracelet she puts on to get the powers. And she not only, I see one part, she does kind of stretch her fist to punch something, but then otherwise she has like this stuff she shoots out of her hands and like a shield that comes up. So it seems more like she has uh, this, um, not psych, what's the word I'm looking for? Not psychic, but. Uh, uh, yeah, in a way, kind of like these, a mix. It's between, like Green Lantern. A little bit. Yeah. That's she she manifests. Would- yeah. So I've, you know, I thought the trailer was great, and like I'm super excited for the show because uh, I think they made that like really fun, and it looks like a lot of fun. But yeah, I don't know how I feel about that. Like, I guess I don't really have a huge take on it, but I'm like, I can't believe they couldn't find a way to like super grow her fist or like even like give her the elastic ability because now it looks like it's gonna be all like energy based. But I feel like. They did this so that like people aren't confused on why she's called Miss Marvel because it's kind of like more like space cosmic power looking. It does look a little more like yeah, Miss Marvel's powers. So yeah, um, I think the tone and everything. I mean, it, it matches hundred percent correctly. That's the only thing. And I'm not like uh, similar to what you said. Even though I I did read a lot of the comic, I'm not married to the fact that she has to have the same powers. I was just stating like oh, that's how it is. Mm-hmm. That's different in this in this series and it wasn't there. And it makes sense because they don't have any humans. I mean, they do, but they're not going to do that all fucking storyline. <laughs> they're not going to bring them back right now. I, I, I wonder, do, but they're shunned. I, I wonder if they ever bring them back because technically they're still around in this world. Uh, actually, Dude, they're, they're barely in the comics anymore. I, so I didn't watch I that. I don't know if they're going to do that. I didn't watch that series. Well, so. Inhumans book never came out even from like five years ago. I didn't uh, watch that series. So I don't know. They may be gone and I just don't know about it, but uh, yeah, once they got the rights to X Men, they were like, goodbye. Even in the comics, yeah. they're like, they're trying to make it a thing, and they're like, you know what? Actually, uh, we don't need you anymore. Yeah, um, we hate you. And they actually were trying to like reduce the X Men at that time, and they were like, you know what? Reboot the X Men. That's what we'll do. Uh, what do you, uh, Gary? You said you, you're looking forward to it. Yeah, no, I'm looking forward to it. And uh, another thing with Supercon is the uh, one of the me- like men in that show that you see in the trailer. Uh, he will be at Supercon. So they booked him. Matt Lentz is his name. So I know he was like the first guest announced for Supercon this year, and he will be there. One of the actors he's so, in? Yeah, one of the actors that's in it. So after we see the show, people will know who this guy is, and he'll be at Supercon. There we go. Another plug for Supercon.com. Uh, good, there we go. I actually like the look of this, too. Uh, it didn't look... Uh, too dark. It looked like there's a nice amount of color uh, on this show. <clears throat> and also looked like it was kind of trying to be something that everybody can watch, but also kind of like hitting that market of high school uh, drama show. Not drama. You know, like uh, nothing too, you know, nothing too Uh It made me think Young Avengers is coming, baby. Like, which is pretty fun and exciting because I think you need a little lighthearted uh, Avengers team. And everybody who, like, when we think about um, Kate, she's a fan of Hawkeye, like a super fan. And then in this one, we have her obviously being a fan of uh, uh, Captain Marvel. 
and kind of you kind of see that like her daydreaming about it and like writing so like these young avengers like it is the next generation inspired by the original generation of heroes uh we have you know these two we have uh, kid loki that we've seen before and obviously coming up in the uh, doctor strange movie we'll have a medica chavez to see there too so all we need is uh oh actually we do have uh half of uh, two of them actually already wanda's kids uh but they may be appearing also in the doctor strange movie who knows because all reason we need why miles we need miles he says there we go let's talk about our book club uh garrett what's it called Wednesday Comics League of Extraordinary Gentle People proudly presents. Book Club. Craven's Last Hunt, number five. There we go. Uh, it, it's still the web of Spider-Man. Am I correct? I think so. Number thirty. I'm just doing it by parts. On yeah, I know. I just wanted to bring up what. Uh, <laughs> what did you guys think of this issue? I'm digging it. I think uh, you know this was kind of. I thought this would have been a good concluding issue. So I'm kind of confused on why there's an issue six, um, based on how this went. But uh, this is the issue I've had the most fun with since we began the series. Like. Yes, it's still batshit crazy how Craven acts. Um, especially like he's like, yeah, I wanted to hunt you to p- pretend kill you so that I technically don't have to hunt anymore because I did. Yeah, that didn't make sense. But I beat you. That's all that mattered. Right, right. And ruined your life. Alex, what do you yeah. think? For two weeks, it was. I liked the artwork. I liked the overall story. I strongly disliked. All the back matter conversation that Craven had to have with us about his mom, about his dad, about what happened, about how he's crazy and it's okay now and blah, blah, blah. I didn't need all that. Everything else about it was fine. I enjoyed the the fight between Spider-Man and Vermin where even Craven decides, I don't need to watch this anymore. I did what I wanted to do. Vermin, you're free. Get the hell out of here. And then even kind of helps Spider-Man out. You know, brings him back to the window, says, hey, you know, I promise I'm never going to hunt again. I think he was like, yeah, he was like, I proved myself. I feel a a comfort (laughs) in my life now. I feel at peace. And uh, here's a fucking rifle in my mouth. Adios. Yeah, I'm like, what the? Okay. I I actually had to uh, walk away for a second because my cat, guys, I got to fix my door, I think. Because I closed it all the way. And somehow this behemoth of a cat named Milo can fucking bust it open even though it's closed all the way. And uh, so he did that. Dude, I got so scared. He fucking busted in like the Kool-Aid man. And I was like, holy <laughs> shit, who's that? And it was just him. He wanted to come in here and sit down next to me while I do the show. And so I had to get up and shut it real quick. So if you said this already, Alex, I apologize. But uh, um, do we talk about when he was like, you, you poisoned me, like basically put me in a coma for two weeks. And I was like, how the fuck is this guy breathing down there? How's he breathing? <laughs> I still don't understand. You know, I feel like uh, his oxygen, his like heartbeat so low that he doesn't need that much oxygen to pump his heart. And so it's like he's dead, but he can he can survive because he's also got uh, spider healing. So I, I will. Ag- I will agree with you. What you said, uh, Garrett, I think it is uh, a nice finale, even though it's not going to be. We have one more issue and it seems like it's going to be Spider-Man versus Vermin again. 
um, probably so he can finally beat him because he lost him again in this issue and he lost him prior to this <sighs> series and Craven beat him by himself. Um, which I was going to say that I think that they were going to show that the reason why Craven can beat him is that he doesn't hold back and Spider-Man does hold back because he's not obviously uh, a ruthless killer. But uh, when he was fighting Spider-Man, he very easily took him over. So I didn't really see like the struggle and then Spider-Man having the advantage but not able to you know go that extra mile to finish him off and then he loses. He kind of just was like... Uh, he kind of really just got the shit beat out of him by a fucking rat man. So, but he's not fighting. He just essentially said, "No, I don't need to be like Craven. I don't need to prove anything to you." And then he but, just kind of let himself get slapped around. But then he, yeah, he was like, "Well, I guess never mind. Here you go." And then he slapped him like twice, and then he like Vernon kicked him in the chin, and he got knocked <laughs> down, and he was about to kill him, and Craven had to stop and be like, "Whoa, buddy!" He's like, "Get the fuck out of here!" He's like, "All right, I'll get out of here." And he's like, Spider-Man, I know you're going to go chase him. He's like, no, I know you're just doing this to get away. He goes, no, don't worry. straight. I'm straight and narrow now. I'm clean. Up. <laughs> I'll be here for you, bro. Yeah, I, I, I performed a really shitty hunt. He's like, remember that, that poison I had in me before that made me crazy? Out of my system. Just went to the bathroom. He's like, all right. <laughs> get to go. Uh, and then, yeah, then he kills himself. So uh, the next issue, it looks like based on the cover. And I will admit, I've read like three pages of the next issue. Uh, it's going to be just Spider-Man versus Vermin. Uh, so we'll see. I I, I, I expected that I would enjoy this book more. I realized I still have one more issue left. It I could surprise me. I actually did like this issue, though. I feel like it, it's the best one since the first issue. I feel like. Agreed. Definitely. Agreed. Like, I, I enjoyed the first issue a lot. Um, feel, two, three, and four. Yeah. It feels like there's a lot of. It feels like it could have been the first issue. Uh, then combine the, all the rest of them to one issue and then this issue. But I feel like they needed you to feel like Spider-Man was gone, but also like they always cut back to the grave. So you knew he was going to come back eventually. So I didn't know, like, I like this would have been a nice story if like he thought he killed Spider-Man and Spider-Man like died or something like that. And then Doctor Strange has to do something to bring him back to life. And it takes like a year for him to come back or something like that. They wouldn't, I mean, they didn't do that really back then. Uh, when they did these, like it's it's like a run and that's it, like a six five issue thing and then that's it. Uh, and they want to do like a year story, um, but I feel like today they would do that story, and I think it might be better for that reason. That it's not just so quick. Here we go, here we go, and then you have to kind of like make these big jumps to be like, oh, he was okay down there for two weeks, and uh, uh, he's he's living, he's okay. But I, but the art has been fantastic all all the issues. I feel like. I agree there. Yeah, I mean, the color palette and everything is looks very appealing to the eye. It's just the story, you know. And I did notice, like, I know some, like, narration, how sometimes the color doesn't change between different characters. I'm like, come on, guys. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta fix that. Well, the, the voice work for Vermin in this one was pretty much just plain English instead of his Vermonese that he has. <laughs> Vermonese. I also expected uh, Spider-Man to make like a penis joke at Craven. I mean, he's literally standing there as Craven takes his clothes off, stands there for a moment, all bearing his dick out at him. And I realize he's so mad at him after he zooms in to punch him in the face a couple times. <laughs> but I'm just, and then he ties that tiny little um, loincloth around. I'm like, dude, where's the, like, this was the nowadays thing. There would definitely be some penis jokes going on. You know, he's just happy he took the costume off. He's like, that's my fucking costume, dude. That's, like, true. that's true. 
get your Mondo Craven dick out of my costume. Like, <laughs> how did never, how did no one even know it wasn't me? They've seen it before. Never had that issue. <laughs> there we go. Our book book uh, one more issue of that, and then uh, it'll be Alex's pick for the next one here. Um, but we actually this week we did read a 142 page graphic novel, uh, original graphic novel as they call them, a little book called Batman Earth One, Volume One. Uh, the retelling, kind of a little bit of Batman's origin story, but also like a different take on Batman and his early first year, I feel like, of being the Batman. Uh, and we were going to read this as, as the as we mentioned earlier in the show. After watching the Batman, we're like, hey, let's read those books. Because there was some inspiration, obviously, from the Riddler character and... Um, Alfred and... Alfred Batman and... Himself. There were things every yeah. once in a while. Batman himself, I feel like... Batman, actually, I feel like Batman's a little bit of this, but not as much as I thought after I reread it. Um, so let's talk about that. Full spoilers, not going to do any kind of uh, whether or not you should read it or not, because we've all, this is, we, this is not a review, we've we've all read it before. This is more kind of a retrospective of now seeing it after all these years that it's been out. Um, we might read the third one, because only two of us, I, only Garrett has read it, I think. And the, oh, the I haven't read three yet. I've only read, oh, okay. I bought three when it came like? out, and I read one and two. And then I was going to okay, go right so into none of us have, and I don't know what None of us have read three, so we will give that a proper review. But the first two here, we'll just kind of give a retrospective and kind of talk about it, especially in context with, uh, like I said, some things we notice now and also some things for the movies. Um, I will say one thing that I never noticed the first time I, I read this, uh, but I never knew that Gary Frank was one of those artists that, like, every woman he draws is, has to be, like, standing in a sexy pose, like, full... Like, at least like, oh, there's no Racks way. You, as huge as their faces. <laughs> there's no way yeah. the girls like would stand like that. There's one girl that's just like sticking her ass out in the front. She's just like leaning forward to, and I was just like, there's no way somebody's gonna stand like that. Uh, which was very strange because I don't imagine Gary Frank like that. I've never really noticed like in any of the Jeff John stuff uh, that he's been like that. And I was like, oh, I wonder if it just was because they're like, it's a penguin party. Make them like you know. But there's also like this older lady there. She has like gray hair in the comic and she's also drawn that way it's kind of weird to see um i i there were two things that took me out of the book and that was one of them was that every woman's rack could not be contained and secondly there are moments where the faces of all the women were too um too detailed almost whether it was the teeth the cheeks the the crow's feet on their eyes i like detail to an extent but there was there was too much the faces like- made them all look too old or too scared. I feel like that's Gary Frank's always his strength and also his weakness is when you see that face, you're like, that's Gary Frank. That's his style. But also, every once in a while, you're like, you're literally just drawing Superman again and again and again. Like Harvey Bullock in this comic, Garrett. Isn't that just Christopher yeah, Superman? I know, especially that when you first see him uh, and he's like standing upright, I'm like, okay, he, did he, you just take one of your other uh, Superman pages? Yeah. It, it does look like Christopher Reeves' Superman, but his eyes are a little droopy. A little bit. He's got a little. His little eyelids are a little different. That's it. Um, okay, so we know Gary Frank does character models for his most of his characters. Yeah. Please tell me this Batman is George Clooney. Like, do you guys not see that, or who do you? Let guys me see? let me take a second look with that in my mind. Let's see. Let's say I gotta look now because I. His Batman, I see George Clooney, but I don't know who is Bruce Wayne because they're they look very different. But I see George Clooney like crazy and. Batman. 
Um, you know what? Actually, I, 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 I don't know if I see that so much as I kind of see, and uh, uh, Alex, let me know if I'm right here. Especially like if you look at the panels towards the enemies talking to um, Alfred, it almost kind of gives me a, a fit um, a Joey vibe from Friends. He kind of looks like Matthew LeBlanc. Give me a second. I will find that page. Oh, you know what? Actually, Garrett, when he's Batman, he does look like George Clooney. Yeah, see, I thought that's like how he always drew him was like George Clooney. But I don't know about his Bruce. His, his Bruce, Bruce looks different. His Bruce does look... Uh, <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah. I, saw, I saw two different Bruces then. Because the Bruce at the party, at the Penguins party, I kind of have a Val Kilmer, George Clooney look. He's got the squinty eyes that Val Kilmer would have had trying to figure out some of the riddles. But secondly, he kind of had that chin that... Uh, that Clooney has. But yeah, I agree. There's that one spot where his face is turned at the end of the book. He really could be Joey Tribbiani talking mm. to uh, Alfred. I think we can all agree, though. The uh, Jacob guy uh, that when he's coming birthday in. Birthday boy? Birthday. Uh, no, the Jacob no, guy Weaver. that had the, the uh, lighter and he gets killed oh, by birthday boy Jacob because yeah. <clears throat> um, we can all agree. Tom Selleck. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Redheaded Tom Selleck. He's literally Tom Selleck. <laughs> I saw that and I was like, holy shit, Tom Selleck. He's going to get fucking destroyed by the birthday boy. Um, oh, Bert, that birthday boy drawing, though, is terrifying. Like, I keep forgetting. I always forget what he looks like until you get to it. I forgot he was like, the villain in this first fuck. one. Like, I was trying to think when it was first going on. I was like, who was it in this one? And, uh, Here's some things that I like about the book, and here's some things I don't like about the book. I actually feel like overall, if I'm just going to give a, a judgment on the book, I feel like it's good, right? Um, I actually think, I, I and we'll, we'll see when we read the second one, but I feel like the second one's like a million times better. Um, I like Batman in this book. I like how he's drawn. I like the idea that Bruce is like young and reckless and doesn't know what the fuck he's really doing. I think Alfred's really good in this comic, how he's depicted um, it is also kind of weird that he shows up to be the bodyguard of Thomas Wayne. And then literally the night he's, he goes out, he fucking dies. Like, he's like, don't go anywhere. Don't go anywhere. He's like, go with him, motherfucker. You're, you came to protect his ass. Um, but otherwise I think he's great. Uh, and I think the story with Harvey and, uh, Lieutenant Gordon is fantastic, uh, in this book. And I actually feel like, motherfucker, if you just made it about that, that this would have been, I think, it's, I think it's the strongest part of the book is, is that two, those two's arc over this uh, book. I agree. I, I love like Harvey Bullock in this. And like in the comics, you know, he has a problem with like alcoholism and whatnot. So that I think that page where he just sees booze like a sky mile high in yeah. front of him. I was like, especially That's like fucking beautiful. Art. The reason why he decides to start hitting the bottle because of what he saw in that basement. You take right. somebody who is super op- optimistic that he can bring change and super kind of almost cocky that he's good at what he does and that meets somebody who is beaten down and cynical and really given up on being a cop. And by the end, they're kind of flipped where one of them, you know, got the inspiration back from Harvey and he kind of got back into like, yes, it is worth doing this. And meanwhile, Harvey got broken by the end and now he's going to be start drinking and stuff. Uh, Do you have that basement scene with all the skeletons and like, they look like they're just like, that those first kills that Bertha Boy just put down there. Because yeah. yep. with that scene when he's going up the stairs, like 
it it seems like they're all like the whole floor is filled with dead bodies. Woof. I mean, if you think about it too, because Penguin, which I'm going to talk about Penguin, I feel like is not a strong part of this book. Um, let Birthday Boy do that for a long time, it, it seems like. And he was really in charge for a long time. How long was he married, it said? Like five, ten years? Ever since Thomas died. Yeah. Which has to be a long time. Probably ten years because he looked like he was probably twelve maybe when uh, Thomas died. And so he would be like early 20s in this. Uh, so like ten years, this guy's been going around killing people. So like that floor was fucking filled, dude. Um, once again, I don't think, I don't hate, but I also don't like Penguin's depiction in this book. It just seems too cartoonish. Like, it doesn't seem real. Everybody else seems like they want to get a grounded version of this character. And that one, I mean, he doesn't act like a penguin, so that's good. But he also acts like just a generic villain, and he doesn't really, nothing really unique about him. I don't feel like. Um, but the thing is that, like, <clears throat> the way they made him be is he's not the fat, portly one that you'd see. He's kind of a combination of, like, Danny DeVito's, because the way he eats, he eats like a slob. Oh, dude, that seems, Gary Frank, man, disgusting. I mean, the way he eats, he eats like a slob. And the, but his body build is almost—I don't know. I don't know if I've ever seen a skinny penguin. But that's what this one is. It's Mayor Penguin who had to take care of himself to look good for all these parties that he's going to throw. He's a you know a debutante almost. I mean, he's he's as high as Bruce is on how much infamy he has. And I kind of feel like that kind of depiction is almost kind of done better in the Batman um, where they're running the town actually. And they say in this book too, like this, the real people who are in the town, not that, not the people you actually think are doing it, which is kind of the point of the Batman too. Um, and so that kind of seems like inspiration for that. Um, and as we talked about before, uh, the, uh, Alfred seems like a real big inspiration for that. Commissioner Gordon, uh, I don't feel like it's anything like the Batman movie in this, which he doesn't have to be. He could be his own thing. He gets punched in the face. <laughs> he does get punched in the face. I didn't notice that. Uh, and Gary Frank is awesome at those splash pages. I, that's the thing about Gary Frank. If he's drawing Batman and he's drawing Batman scenes, it looks fantastic. But when you get too many of the men in a panel or women in a panel, like you notice me like, Fucker has like four faces, and you're like, those are the same people that he's talking to, and he really has to like add something to them, so you can be like, because there's even a couple of scenes where I'm like, is that Commissioner Gordon or is that that one guy with the with the uh, lighter? And I was like, did he come back to life, that guy or whatever? Um, well, when he when when Jacob Weaver dies, he looked just like Gordon. I thought, I don't think Gordon dies in this one, <laughs> yeah. right? I actually do like Gordon in this book, even though he is way different than anything actually we've seen before, because he's always been the person that. Even though everything's fucking horrible, he's always a person that's optimistic that he can make a change. Uh, and this one, he gave up though because they killed his wife. Um, yeah, he's taking bribes. He's never taking bribes. Mm-hmm. But well, you know, like, the same thing happened. His daughter got kidnapped. That dude becomes yeah. a badass. I was gonna say, well, with your point on uh, Alfred there, Marv, like I uh, agree that. I think that it would have been kind of nice to have a better connection for Bruce and Alfred in the beginning, but maybe that kind of explains why they're so like hostile towards each other to make that scene at the end kind of more worthwhile. But I also thought that was weird that like, yeah, he comes in he's like, Hey Thomas, I'm going to be security for you. Uh, you ready for me to start? Yeah, we'll start tomorrow. I'm going to go to a, a, a movie theater with a lot of public people. He's like, don't go. Uh, people are trying to kill you. Risk. Yeah. He's like, people are trying to kill you. Don't go. You'll die. And he's like, well, we're still going to go. Bruce wants to go. 
And he doesn't even for once be like, I'll go with you. Right. <laughs> he just stays there. And, it, and it's like Zoro. And I was like walking out and be like, why can't I go see fucking Zoro with you guys? <laughs> and I like how they cut the yeah. power. And their whole plan is cut the power and they'll come out the front and we'll kill them. But they come out the side instead. And just some rando kills them because uh, he sees that Bruce is like, I'm the richest motherfucker you ever met. And he's like, oh, that's the, that's the Wayne kid. Uh, and I just find it kind of a little hard to believe that he's like, Penguin's like, wait, kill your dad? Some random person did. I was like, well, you could still cut the fucking power, bro. If you didn't cut the power, they never would have been out there and they never would have died. So technically, I think you still killed them, right? Because um, you were trying to anyways. Like, if he didn't die there, you still would have tried to kill the motherfucker. Don't try to act like, we didn't do shit. Later, he's like, oh, we didn't do anything, man. What are you doing at me? Um, and so I thought that was a little hard to swallow as a plot point. But although, it, like, there's a couple things in here. Like, it almost feels like that Jeff Johns is like trying Hello. to be Hello, lost your audio. Man. Oh, okay, okay. It almost feels like Jeff Johns is trying to be um different. And so everyone so there's a choice that just feels like it's different just to be different. Uh when we go read the second one, at least once again, from my memory, and maybe I'm incorrect, but the second one I feel like there's choices made because it, it really adds to the story and feels like it needs to be added to the story. Or this one really feels like he was more hung up on like Oh, I got to change that. Let's make a change there. Like the Alfred change, I feel like that is necessary for the story. And I feel like, I like that is really a big thing for the story. And I think it could change. I like the Alfred change, but I don't care for the, the final part where he takes a, takes a shotgun to Penguin's face. I get he's protecting Bruce. But I'm also surprised. One, took a shotgun to the face, flew out the window. Penguin's face hits the concrete. I mean, I'm surprised they even knew who it was after he was done dying. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't know. Like, and even with Batman, like, this is obviously like a year one story. And so I think I remember volume two being uh, a little sometime later, so that he's a little more experienced. But I do like that, kind of like the Batman movie, where, you know, he's not perfect. He, like, even his gadget at the beginning, like, sucks ass. And he needs uh, Lucius to help him make, like, a. A decent uh, wet, like grappling hook and batterings and whatnot. So I like that he's like constantly evolving and becoming better because he's uh, he's not there yet. I like the inclusion of Lu- Lucius and how he makes him that thing, but I don't know why it's kind of it kind of seemed heavy handed how they kept cutting back to him. But the news reports be like, see, he knows who he is. He sees his weapon being used. It's like, yeah, I got it. I got it the first time. You don't need to do it three times in the comic. <laughs> I got it, Jeff. Jones. Well, confused. Right? Is he making batterings now because he knows that? Batman will yeah. need them, or I think is he, he just making them because he can. I think he put it two or two together. It was like, oh, Bruce is Batman. All right, I'll start doing this. For, I'll start doing this for him, you know. Okay. Um, but like, I got that the first fucking thing that he's looking at the TV, being like, oh, that's my thing. I just made for Bruce Wayne, and now Batman has it. How did that happen? He got it right away. The bastard stole it from Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> Bruce, don't worry. I put out some robots that are gonna go kill the Batman for you because I know he stole your shit. All right. <laughs> he's gonna be like, what the fuck? That's me, bro. Um. What, oh, what was I going to say? Ah, I forget. Anyways, um, overall, it's, I mean, like I said, I enjoy it. I like the nice, the, I like these books, actually, the Earth One books. Some are better than others, obviously, but I like the idea of making these kind of graphic novels that anybody can go out and just get and kind of be like, oh, I want to read a Batman story and uh, um, go ahead and read it and not have to know anything else prior or after. And they could just read this because you really could just read this. Besides, like the last page where they teased the Riddler um, thing, 
if you really just wanted to read this and be like, the story is done, it is a contained story. But obviously, there is two more sequels if you want to get into it. So, I mean, with that tease in the last page, you got to come back. You gotta, 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 gotta. Tell you what, reading this one actually made me excited to maybe revisit uh, Superman Earth One because I remember reading one and two, and those were really good. Oh, they're so remember, good. And yeah, I remember liking three's those good. Three's good, but they uh, it's not the same artist. So, yeah. oh, I was gonna say that uh, I like the Batman costume in this one. Yeah. Uh, wait, which version? Do you like the one with the yellow symbol or the one without the, like, his, just the bat logo? Oh, I didn't even notice there's a fucking difference. Hold on, let me check. Yellow symbol, I want to say. I love. Yeah, the yellow symbol one looks strong. Kind of looks like a first draft of, like, the Batman Incorporated suit. Um... The other one just looks like a normal Batman costume, so... Wait, when's the, does he have the normal one first? Yeah, he does the normal one first, then oh, he okay. switches to the Yeah, then the after one... after Alfred uh helps him recover and whatnot. Oh, I see. I didn't even notice the costume change. Oh, when Man, him and some that, detectives. That's that whole scene of him and Alfred fighting, I actually think it was pretty good. Made mm-hmm. me laugh too. Uh, yeah, and... ready. Oh, yeah, you're he... right. He cripples cripples. <laughs> you know, Takes actually, a cheap shot. There you go. Both of them yeah. look good. I like the look, look of both of them. I like the, the way that Gary Frank kind of does it where it kind of, you can tell the fabrics, you can tell the little notches here and there, and like it actually looks practical. So like that's what I enjoy about them. So both of them look good, actually. Um, I kind of like just looking at him and like, oh, that looks. this is how I actually did it. And you can actually like see how he stitched things together and stuff like that. So, um, so yeah, we'll be reading uh, number two next week, uh, volume two. And uh, hopefully uh, it holds up in my brain. I mean, as good in, on, in reality as it does in my brain. We'll see. I know, and eventually when we get to Volume 3, that one took like... So, Volume 2 from Volume 1 took a couple of years, but Volume three. 3 took like five yes. or so years. That's why I even know it came time. out, because I just eventually gave up looking for it. Right. So that Ooh. one will be exciting to read. Do you even know the villain for 3? What was that? Do you know who the villain is for three? I do not. I don't I've either. I've only seen the cover, so that's kind of exciting. Yeah, I don't even either. And they don't I feel either. like the end of volume two, which Did they we'll read it? next week, they do, I think, a little bit. I don't remember. I, say, I'm, I, we'll I read two probably about five, six years ago now. When it came out, I remember buying it right away. I remember not enjoying it, but I also, that was six years ago, me reading comic books. I'm a much more avid reader at least your palate has been diversified that's true and you i've uh, read some shit and i've read some good stuff so (laughs) So there you go batman (laughs) earth one uh volume one jeff johns gary frank uh next week volume two by the same two creators uh and a little bit more inspiration for the batman movie so if you are actually you know what actually too if you if you if if you're like, oh, I just want to read, read that Riddler one, you can just pick up a second one, too, and read it. They are self-contained. Like, you can just read the volumes. You don't have to know what happened in the first one to read the second one, which, to be right. fair, the first one, you kind of figure it out. You know, Bruce trying to be Batman, not really good at it. By the end, he's better. There you go. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, really? That's what, what else, that's was, what else was it? That's everything with Bruce. Um, oh, also, oh, one thing about this, actually, before we go... Um, I did like in this one the kind of kind of almost the same thing where he 
is so involved with just being Batman. He's stopped being Bruce and people haven't seen him for a long time. So when he comes to that party as Bruce Penguin's party, people are like, holy shit, here he is. And that kind of reminded me of the movie a little bit because the same thing happens there. So that's a nice little take of that there. Um, Wednesday comics, six to five at gmail.com. Let us know what you think of the earth one Batman volume one book. And also what, about, what do you think about the uh, Miss Marvel uh, trailer at Wednesday comics on Twitter at Grot 2188 at uh, the AP Keaton at uh, Marvin underscore Saguero uh, at the AP Keaton. Make sure to send him. What do you think of that? Obi one uh, Kenobi trailer. Uh, he want, he really wants to know. <laughs> Tell how much you love space. Space, 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 space. Um, uh, make sure to visit our sponsors. <laughs> I got distracted because I was like, I was thinking, I was thinking, I started thinking of Stephen. Mercurius, water planets. <laughs> uh, WednesdayComics.com is a website. Make sure to go there, subscribe to the show. Uh, click on the merch page, and also you can click on there and leave a voicemail if you want to do it digitally instead of over the phone. Actually, I guess over the phone's kind of digital too because it's, yeah, whatever. Um, uh, cars.com Remember, go there. Everything comics and uh, roots of the swamp thing.com is your definitive source for all things swamp thing. Uh, and also supercon.com. Make sure to go there and get the details for the upcoming retrocon, uh, retromania, excuse me, of the supercon. Once again, uh, our friend of the show, Mr. Phil Hester, will be on that, uh, in that show, in that show, and that in that convention. Well, geez, I don't know what the fuck you say. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what's going on here. He will be there, and we also be, will be there too. We'll, we'll announce more details as we get closer, uh, but we plan on doing something as we always do in a more time friendly slot this year, probably. So uh, you won't have to wait up uh, until the fucking uh, uh, crows, crows, owls hoot out there before <laughs> we get on the the stage there. So, and we don't have to compete with. Uh, uh, burlesque shows anymore um plus you know I, we got to get together there we got we gonna play some board games you know play play some Hell video yeah. games I, i'm gonna talk to our friend mr tom divine maybe we can get like a uh there's that turtles fighting game alex get a tournament going see who's the best turtles fighting game yeah there's a turtles fighting game for the snes Oh yeah, tournament fighting. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Get a fucking tournament going, boy. Um, or maybe you know what? The Nickelodeon uh, Smash, that Smash Brothers uh, ripoff. Let's go. Smash up one, yeah. Or the, oh yeah, you're right. The uh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. We actually, I have that game because uh, uh, my son uh, uh, likes those characters. Uh, he likes SpongeBob mostly, and I've played it. It's not horrible, but it really is close. Because. <laughs> um, doesn't feel anywhere as good as Smash Brothers, but it's not like bad to play with if you're not taking it seriously. They actually SpongeBob's pretty funny in his moves that he has. So is Ang in that like Avatar Ang? He is. He's actually Damn. pretty good. He's actually pretty good, and also um, the other girls in it. What's her name? Cora. Oh really? And oh, then there's a cool. third uh, Airbender character, but I'm not sure who they are. Smaller, black hair, wearing a green. Oh, Toph. Yes. Earthbender. Nice. It's weird. The, the game is weird. It's like there's three airbenders, and then there's one person from Hey Arnold, Helga, but there's no Hey Arnold. There's <laughs> no Arnold? It's like, why, why do we have Helga? And then they have Wild Thornberries. There's Nigel Thornberry, but nobody else. <laughs> Just Nigel. 
Those are the trailers, isn't it? Shredder just came out. Leo and Mikey. They just threw, yeah, two Leo and Mikey and the Shredder. Uh, uh, and what actually is good about that game, though, is uh, because it came out and they had like no money basically to make that game and they're a smaller studio, even though it is like Nickelodeon, they were just like, they fucking give some small studio it and give them like no money to make it. Uh, they are like your, your character they release is free. They, they, they're still coming out with characters. Garfield came out. Free. Oh, nice. Like, as the aforementioned Shredder came out free. So I wonder who's going to Oh, man. Wouldn't they add Reptar to that game? He is in that game. It's over. What? He's one of the base characters no. there. Damn. No other Rugrat. I'm just guessing. Just Reptar. No. <laughs> and Catdog is in there. Who else okay. we got? Okay. Oh, all real man. monsters. We only got the Umbrella uh, Lady. Nobody else. Nostalgia fighting. Uh, the Invader Zim. We have a Zim in there. It's pretty cool. I mean, it's cool, like... Oh. For nostalgia value, and the, the, actually the levels look pretty cool. What the fuck are we talking about this game for? Uh, anyways, you heard us, Tom Devine. We want to have us host a tournament for it. <laughs> you know, you get me caught in a loop like that, and I just kind of keep going until we fucking hit the wall, buddy. For Wednesday Comics, my name is Marvin. I'm Alex. I'm Garrett. Hey, everyone, enjoy that warm weather, and keep turning those pages.